The playoffs are hotting up. The Milwaukee Bucks just uh, surviving uh, from being eliminated. We've got all of Monday's action as well. Michael Bolton. Let's get to it. To it. Let's get to it indeed. Are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code Locked On, and you'll get $10 off your next order. Um, just recording this just at the end of game four of the Bucks Heat series. The Bucks get a win without Yanni Antetokounmpo, who was out with an ankle injury. They win 118-115 to uh, stay alive, three games to one down. But at least uh, some positives there for the Bucks to get that win and uh, and keep themselves alive in a series which was looking pretty ugly for them. I'm just waiting now for the Rockets and Lakers game to start. But what we're looking at today is looking at Monday's action and previewing that across the league. So let's talk about those games now. And the first one of those games is the Raptors and the Celtics, a series which has been wild. The Celtics winning the first two. And then, of course, in um, in Game 3, the Jedi, Ojan Anobi. Hello there. But what about Scarves? OG. Balenciaga stop, ones. OG. Uh, you better stop, OG. The Jedi, Ojan Anobi, banging in that late three to win the game. And then they win again in Game 4, two games apiece in this series. The Celtics here are favored by one. And the total is 211.5 points. The, the uh, Raptors players are playing a shit ton of minutes. Kyle Lowry, point guard. We're looking at uh, DraftKings pricing here. Point guard, 8,200. He's giving us 50 a game because he's playing yeah, 40 plus minutes a game. And I see no reason why that will stop. I see no reason why he can't be 45 plus. And at 8,200, he looks like a really, really strong option. Marcus Smart's at 6,500. That's too expensive for me. While Kemba at 8,000. Kemba's minutes are coming up, but he has not put together that big one. Now, I do think that throwing him into a tournament because his roster percentage will be pretty low or lower is at least worth considering, but the production hasn't been backing that up. Freddie Van Vliet's at 7,800. I think that there's probably some good cash value in Van Vliet. He's giving us a lot of minutes. 38 points over the last three, and at 7,800, that looks okay. But yeah, out of those three point guards, it's probably Lowry, even though he is the most expensive option there. Shooting guards, you got Jalen Brown at 7,500. A real stinker from Brown last game. The shots just wouldn't fall. Only 24 points in 37 minutes. That meant his salary come down by $100. I think that that's fine, and that's, that's absolutely no worries to use him again because he will not be that bad of a shooter, while Storm and Norman Powell, just a complete non-factor, barely playing, barely scoring, barely doing anything. Maybe Nick Nurse just thinks this isn't the series for him, and evidence through four games would uh, back that up, so I don't think he's worth a look either. At small forward, Tatum's at 9,300, like Lowry, probably the safest floor guy on this uh, on this game. He's giving us 40 a game almost every night. He's got 50, 60-point upside. I like him quite a bit at 93, while the Jedi himself, 57, seven, yeah, try again, 5,700. For OG Ananobi, I don't really think that he is all that exciting to use for DFS. Power forward, Pascal Siakam is up to 8,100. He had an okay game in game four. Uh, still just 42 points, so just barely beat that value. I don't 
particularly love him at over $8,000. I think there is some argument to be made to having him as a, a cash guy with a decent floor, but he hasn't blown me away, and I don't think any sort of tournament upside seems to exist at this point for Siakam. Marcus Souls at 4,400. Oh, hi, Mark. Um, look, he's absolutely doing nothing in terms of accumulating fantasy points, so we can leave him out of it. While Abaka is at 5,900, I like the floor value for Surge. I'm not sure there's much in terms of overall upside there for Abaka, but he's still giving us 33 over his last five, and at 5,900, you take that every day of the week. Vanilla Tice at 5,400, probably a little bit too expensive, while the Rock DJ Rob Williams, 3,800, always at least worth a GPP look. He can blow up for blocks. He's been pretty ridiculously efficient, in fact. Um, he's not getting those big numbers at the moment, but he can easily get a 20, 25-pointer in 17, 18 minutes, and that, of course, would bring that value back uh, pretty comfortably for you, and I think you'd be okay uh, with, ha with having him as an option there. The other thing you can be okay with is getting DoorDash to deliver your favorite foods straight to your door. We're all busy. We're all stuck inside. We're all slowly, you know, just trying to work out what it's like to live in this current environment. And sometimes it can be hard to make that decision or to even you know, cook that food that you want. You might want Chinese. Your partner might want pizza. DoorDash can solve that problem for you by just getting the food that you want, the food that you're craving, delivered right to your door. And ordering's easy. Just open the app. Choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with a new contactless delivery drop-off setting. I've said this before, Cheesecake Factory, you need to get on board and, and get me some of that Key Lime Cheesecake sent out here because they're one of the just the 300,000 partners that DoorDash has that you can order from, whether it's your local restaurant, your favorite local spot, or the big national shops like Chipotle or Wendy's or the Cheesecake Factory. DoorDash operates in the US, Puerto Rico, Canada, and now in Australia, and you can get those foods delivered directly to your door. And right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code LOCKEDONNBA. That's $5 off your first order and zero delivery fees when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the code LOCKEDONNBA. Don't forget, the code is LOCKEDONNBA for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. Right back to that game one now. If we have a look at it from a, uh, a, a Fangio perspective, that's what I'm trying to get out. Marcus Smart, a lot more palatable there, 5,700. I think there's some good cash floor value there. Siakam's at 84. Uh, that really doesn't appeal. I like Tatum at 94, but they've put Lowry all the way up to 9,200. And to me, that's there is a, a risk there of that being a real bubble burster. Now, he is getting a lot of minutes, but he can always have those shit shooting nights that completely destroy you. I think he's probably more tournament than anything else. I like Van Vliet a lot at 79. And uh, Jalen at 77 also comes in pretty strong, pretty strongly over on Fangio for that uh, Raptors and Celtics game. Let's go on to the second game of the night. The Clippers and the Nuggets. After game one, you thought, oh shit, this is not going to be good. The Clippers are going to smash through this one and win it pretty easily. And then Denver came out and they laid the smackdown on the Clippers to even this series one game apiece. The Clippers are still favored by nine here, and the total is 219. And unfortunately, Big Chungus Nikola Jokic has appeared on the injury report as questionable with a wrist sprain. If he plays, there's obviously no chance for the Nuggets, but he was massive, massive in game two, and hopefully he is right to go. Patrick Beverly was ejected last game, but he's going to be ready to go. He's playing very limited minutes. He is still at 3,700. He only played 15 minutes in that last game. Um, really not doing much, but at 3,700, a starting point guard, if they decide to push him up to, you know, to 25, 26 minutes, I absolutely think he is uh, at least an option to use here. Not a high upside guy, but some value nonetheless. 
Lou Williams at 5,800. One of his better games in game two, but I don't really trust him. While Monty Morris and Reggie Jackson, they're uh, pretty strong nose at this point. What about Eche Homo, the Blue Arrow, the Headmaster? Jamal Murray's at 8,900. Still on the way down from that ridiculous price he was against Utah and hasn't really got back to that level. Although, in game two, he did have 46 points, which at 8,900 is not a bad number. I'm not completely in on Murray at 8,900, but I do think he's at least in play, especially for tournaments. But for cash, it is hard to rely upon him at that salary. The Beatle, Paul George, 8,300. I do like that one. I think that he can be a 40-point guy pretty comfortably. He had 45 in game two. Uh, I think that's a good value play there, getting Georgie in there. Well, Gaz Harris. Nice, Gary! Gaz is playing some really good defense. The offense isn't quite there, but at 4,100, maybe for tournaments. I'm not falling all over my dick to try and get it, though. Jeremy Grant's at 5,200. He played 40 minutes. He had 27 points. He had been pretty poor in the last couple of games prior to game two, but at 5,200, he's at least in tournament play while the fun guy, Kawhi Leonard. I'm a fun guy. <laughs> he's at 10,300. A shit game too, and he had 45 points. So we can absolutely lock the shit out of him into tournaments and into cash games. Mickey Porter's at 5,000, not really getting enough playing time to warrant using. While Marcus Morris, I think is a GPP option. He's not really doing too much, but he can have those weird 35-pointers. And at 5,100, that would give you that value that you so desperately crave. For your big fellas, Jokic, 9,700. <clears throat> I think we've got to look at it as a pretty strong option. He had 61 last game. Uh, I think he can be at least a high or a low 50s player. Uh, I really like Jokic in this one. <clears throat> Zubat's at 4,900. That's probably a little bit high considering Doc's proclivity to screw around with his minutes. And then you've got the table, Montrez Harrell, who is just only like, hey, I want to be completely contrarian and throw him in because he can't even get 20 minutes a game at this point. Maybe he plays 28 and has a big blow up, but it's just not working for him at this stage. Paulie Millsap's at 47. I'm going to say that's a no for me, while Mason Plumlee at 3,300 would become the absolute chalk option of the night if Jokic happens to be sidelined. If you happen to be sidelined, and that's a terrible segue, but if you are looking for a way to get yourself a delicious treat that's low in carbs and low in sugar and high in protein. Built Bar is for you because Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. They are back. They are in business and they've come back with six new flavors. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, carrot cake, apple almond crisp, lemon almond cheesecake and cherry barcia. The six new flavors to go with their original 12 flavors. They are great if you are looking to lose or maintain weight because they are low calorie, low sugar, high protein and high fiber bars. All bars covered in 100% chocolate. The Coconut Almond Bar, 18 grams of protein, 180 calories, and only 5 grams of sugar. Why wouldn't you want to get the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar? If you go to BuiltBar.com right now, you can use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get $10 off your next order. So go BuiltBar.com, use that promo code LOCKEDON, try these new flavors, you won't be disappointed, and you'll save 10 bucks if you use LOCKEDON at BuiltBar.com. All right, let's now just have a flick to the FanDuel pricing for that last game. Jokic at 9,400 looks strong. Murray at 8,500, the headmaster. I think that's in play. I love Paul George at 78, and I like Jeremy Grant at 5,000. Kawhi's at 10.6, so a little bit higher price, but still got some value, but not quite as intense as over on DraftKings, while Morris at 51 still with some of that upside, while Patrick Beverly's upside at 4,800 is completely neutralized on FanDuel, and I don't think that is the direction that we want to go. 
That'll do it for today's show, guys. Don't forget, subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube. Give me a thumbs up. Leave a five-star rating and a review, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.